See, the thing about doing a podcast, it doesn't matter what you look like. Right now, I'm for all people know I'm naked. <laughs> I can confirm he's not naked. But for all they know. That's that's true. For all you know, I'm you know, naked too. But... I'm in my dressing gown right now in my pajamas. But for all you know, I'm a professional. I wear a suit in my podcast. I think if we were both naked or both wore suits, the podcast would be called something very different. <laughs> Welcome to Infinity Mural Podcast. <laughs> you just said you the hate mural. when I do stuff like that. <laughs> well, I don't know. You I said you, yeah, you on. felt it was necessary, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, look, I'm trying to tr- do a different intro. I this told is very you unique. to introduce it, and I'm you introducing felt it. that it was necessary. This is the introdu- in- yeah, this, this is, is the introducing. <laughs> All right, enough, enough bullshit. All right, so today I wanted to talk about curiosity, um, and more to the point, and this is something I'm actually in uh, writing a blog post about how curiosity dies in people or just that general idea of curiosity and not existing in people. And I'll tell you why this came into my mind. I remember I tried to maybe speak to someone, a family member's partner, and I, I tried to converse. And you know, I was interested in the person, asked questions of what do you do with your life? Because I was just generally curious, a new person, just asking. And there was no curiosity back. Okay. No, now, I'm not asking, not saying I need a thousand questions back, but I could see that there was no light or no interest in that person's eye to know a thing about me. Okay. And it's difficult to converse in a conversation because eventually... If that person's not giving you much either, they don't have the curiosity to answer the questions, nor curiosity to give you, you know, a question back. Oh, what do you do with your life? Or how are you? So even um, to the point where, I guess, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Well, you, have I explained so this enough? You're talking about, you know, you could be in a conversation with anyone. And you're now nailing down on the fact of the curiosity of the other person because you're thinking if someone will make conversation with you, it has to come from genuine curiosity. Yes. Is that what you're indicating? But also curiosity in conversation, but curiosity in general life, curiosity to know how how things work. I'm not saying everyone needs 100% curiosity, but curiosity to say, hey, I wonder how a bike works. You know, I wonder how, how a podcast would work. I wonder, you know, instead of maybe more of a dim view, like, oh, I know how nothing works. I suck. I'm a loser. Or I'm saying like, you know, you see a kid, you know, like a little little kid, maybe between the age of two to two to six, and they have this like unfiltered line of questioning and curiosity of how things work. So you're saying not even curiosity in you, like as a, an individual person, you're just saying curiosity as a whole. I don't have to take curiosity like, I wonder how uh, Sav's going. I have to think... Oh, well, he's talking about software. That's quite curious. I'm interested in software. It doesn't even matter who the person is that you're speaking to. That's just a bonus maybe if you like the person. But you're saying curiosity as an uh, an entire thing. Yeah. Yeah, just in general life. And, and you're wondering why people sometimes don't have it? Well, I believe most kids are born with it. It's just, it's innate in our nature to be curious because we're born like these blank slates with, you know, some psychological basics of natural reactions. Wow. Wow. I don't know if that's wow, that technical. Was... I made all that. <laughs> I sounded smart don't, for a reason. Don't I'm wearing quote a suit. like it's a paper or something. <laughs> I'm wearing a suit, I swear. Okay. No, no, no. So, you know, those natural senses, all I'm saying, 
You know, you know okay. how to suck from your mother's nipple or, and stuff like that. It's uh-huh. just natural, natural things. Yes. So, but then there's the the things you learn when you're when you're growing. You know, things that weren't built into you. So, like what? Like I don't know, playing with toys, counting numbers, playing with other children. Oh, that's pretty natural. Playing with other children, but then just some things that you don't get just from the womb. Yeah, driving a car, you know. <laughs> I don't see some kid coming out the room driving a car. <laughs> Let me just show you my three-point turn skills, Ma. So, I'm just wondering, curiosity, like I've met people in their 20s, in their 50s, in any age, and I feel their curiosity has died. They're not interested in anything. They're, they're... Now, I'm not saying these are bad things. I'm just saying, how does someone's curiosity leave them? Because I think curiosity can be a, a beautiful beautiful attribute about someone if they keep that kid sense not in an annoying way like i need to get to the bottom of every case like domenico tell me this tell me that tell me this tell me that and then a question your question and just annoy you like socrates why did to- <laughs> because of this. but why because of that yeah why? yeah so not why? not annoying but like a general kind authentic curiosity not a, not a fake one either oh yeah. yeah so i'm just wondering how does curiosity leave someone if we're if we're going with this idea that people are born naturally with curiosity and, you know, as a kid, you, you're very explorative, well, when when can curiosity leave someone? I don't know about the when. I mean, you could maybe list some circumstances where it's more likely that it will probably leave someone. Like, for instance, the thing that comes to my head immediately is maybe if someone's working in a, a dead-end job or something, this is just right off the top of my head, Maybe they've started to feel like they've lost the care for anything new and curious because they're doing the same mundane thing every day. I mean, that's maybe a possibility where you can feel like your curiosity has been punctured and it's gone flat. But, I mean, I think maybe it has to do with the whole care factor and people just start to convince themselves that they're not curious. Or it could be maybe if when you're being curious one time in your life, someone, you know, smacks you down for it. You're like, oh, oh, that's interesting. I I remember one time years and years ago, I saw something on a documentary. I think it was with David Attenborough, something like that. That guy's great. And he... <laughs> I like you had to throw that in. Yeah, because he is great. And uh, he was talking about a thing called parthenogenesis. I remember it because it was like such a cool word. And it was like Komodo dragons, the females can fertilize themselves to make more babies. So then they can protect themselves in the wild. But they can only give birth to males, so then it can't produce offspring forever. But it's like, they can make their own army. That's pretty who, cool. Who invented that? I that's don't the- know, but that's pretty damn cool. It's, it's like, it's like those, she, those shit. Tracy has like 40 dudes with her. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's good for now. And I remember sharing this with one of my cousins, and... And he was, and he made fun of me. <laughs> and uh, um, he didn't seem to be purposefully making malice towards me. Like, he just thought it was funny, but it definitely put a dampener on me wanting to share my curiosity about parthenogenesis. It, it, it instantly made me feel like, oh, you know, maybe it isn't cool to share things like that or learn things or like even, that. Or even, yeah, to learn things like that because your curiosity in that topic, you're like, oh, maybe it wasn't so cool to know that. Maybe it wasn't. 
it wasn't worth knowing because now I'm being laughed at. And I think that feedback <laughs> can really change someone's curiosity because I remember in grade three, I believe it, I had this teacher called Jane. If you're out there, Jane, I, I hope you take a lesson learned from this story <laughs> <laughs> because you were so mean to me. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, this is all coming out. Yeah, I'm going to Prepare yourself. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just a story that I had a question and I remember asking her, because I was just confused. I remember I was just this innocent little boy. <laughs> I'm sure every kid's like very annoying Wait, to how these. How old teachers. did you say? Well, it was grade three, so maybe... Probably like eight. Yeah, like eight around there. Okay. And I put up my hand and I asked a question. I remember she, she scrunched up her face and said, I already answered that. Don't ask stupid questions. Oh. Now, I don't know the exact words. It was like, stupid idiot questions i don't know but it was around that and i just remember being so embarrassed and feeling so stupid and i was terrified to ask her another question i remember i would go with my book and then i would like scurry over like very very slowly and i'd go ask her a question very hesitantly and she's like looked at me like why is this kid scared because <laughs> <laughs> one moment in her life where she was maybe having a down moment yeah she didn't realize how much she impacted a kid yeah and there was this whole story later that i found out that you know she was in the midst of divorce and partner breakups i don't know stuff like that so for whatever reason she was very mean to my curiosity and maybe i wasn't paying attention as a kid but you know as a kid you know, if something like that, some some adult shuts you down so heavy, maybe that's a way that blocks curiosity. Because I remember after that, I didn't ask questions in class until maybe I was 15 because I found I went and did some research on how I could do better in school. And I stopped asking questions in school <laughs> because one teacher shut me down. Now, I was a kid. What, what, do, you, what do you want from me? I, well, just... I mean, yeah, you said like, oh, you know, I was a kid. I could maybe pay more attention. I think the, the omen really lies more in the teacher. And if someone's not paying attention, why aren't they paying attention to your content? Yeah, so there's, there's a whole deep thing. And that's yeah. why I think being a teacher is such an important role. And not everyone should just be a teacher out of the box. Because I think it, it can really affect children. So I think <laughs> there should be a high criteria <laughs> for teaching children. Because yeah. I think that's where curiosity can dive. Where, where you have some teacher who's miserable or some teacher that's not a good role model. And they can have such a significant effect on a child's curiosity because I think curiosity can be fun. It's it's awesome. I'm I'm not advocating every person in the world needs curiosity in a high level and they always need to be Scooby-Doo the detective. But I think when you meet people who aren't have any level of curiosity, it it's like can be difficult to be around them. You know, so, difficult to share good conversations. So did we do it? Did we uncover why people lose curiosity? Yeah, should we wrap it it's up? Beating, yeah. beating out of the kids. <laughs> it's a, it's at a young age. Can that happen, or is it through like traumatic experience where maybe the parents are are from, maybe they're they're drug addicts, or 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 a child has grown up in a in a hostile environment. Yeah, nevertheless, though, it, it, it seems to make sense as, like, I was trying to insinuate maybe someone could lose their curiosity in a dead-end job. Mm. Maybe, but it does make more sense that it's beaten out of you at a young age, and then so you start to lose it more and more. I mean, you're right, when you see, like, a baby, they're looking around, staring into your eyes, 
no mercy. Yeah. They will stare at you. That eye oh, contact. Oh, that <laughs> eye contact is real. Not every kid, but a majority a of, kids, of kids, they have a, yeah. an extreme Like if you're on a bus or something contact. and there's a kid there, you're in public waiting behind someone in a line and there's a kid on their shoulder. I've had a kid just stare into my soul and I'm like, is it wrong of me to stare back, kid? <laughs> what are you looking at? What do you see? But then you got to think that... When we're out in public now as adults, it can be seen as maybe strange if you give someone that sort of eye contact. Oh, it's like gawking. You know, some, some random person. It's like, hey, what's this person looking at? And then is that the other <laughs> side of losing curiosity that it's beaten out by society itself and our weird structures? Because why can a kid look at you unapologetically <laughs> directly in the eye and give you a smile? And usually it lights people up. You see a kid smiling at someone and they smile. Not in a weird like, pedophilia way i'm just saying in like you know just a yeah yeah. a kid smiling but i think it's the 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 person that picked their nose and ruined it for the rest of us because there's probably been a few people out there that did stare and then it led to something negative and it's like now when anyone stares arrest that man or woman yeah so is it like a a trust thing because you don't know who's a good citizen and who's a weirdo that should be in jail you should know we all wear like name tags or labels you know? <laughs> i'm john the good guy why is it always john this is my credit rating <laughs> why do i always say yeah, john why, why is it john up the john, street john sally stacy uh, uh, it's just common it's names just common me. names yeah. at the top of our head even though i have like maybe the most uncommon name yeah, in no, australia we, we don't ever say look it's severity or <laughs> that'll be preposterous we never say italian names maybe it would be different in italy they'll be maybe. like oh. yeah, <laughs> <Severio>. <laughs> no, I why do know. i say john i never say john that's <laughs> foreign to them but yeah well, so can society itself not not just an individual but at a societal level uh beat curiosity out of people so no matter what even if you have good experiences and good teachers society as a whole breaks your curiosity now you're no longer curious to stare into another human's eyes it's seen as not uh how can i say good etiquette yeah yeah. well you're making other people feel uncomfortable well you were mentioning the it's like an adult in a sense, metaphorically beating it out, the curiosity out of a child, just like your teacher to you, but it can also be your fellow classmates too, or something. Like even in university or late in high school, if you said an answer that seemed almost preposterous, kids would laugh at you. And it's yeah. up to you to find it embarrassing or not. I mean, you can lean into it and be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm all good. But then sometimes you're like, oh, shit, maybe I'll, I'll think triple times before I answer the next question. Then you'll never answer the question again. And I think that laughter comes at how the environment is set up too. Because if there's, if a teacher sets the standard and says this is an open environment and make sure that when kids laugh at people to like say, no, that's not cool. And, and to make sure the kids that are laughing the hardest to answer the next question. You know what I mean? So it shows that, you know, it's not embarrassing to ask a question and also ask the wrong question and for it to not be funny. It's like, oh, no, that was curious. And maybe, oh, Timmy, you weren't listening properly. Whatever yeah. it is, like there's what I'm trying to say is an environment set up where curiosity is allowed and maybe that laughter's held back. So, I mean, maybe it's also been okay with some laughter as well, though. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be so fragile that if you ever hear any laughter yeah. or something, it's, it's so you're in this perfect environment. Maybe there's a particular school set up for these perfect environments. You're like, I'm going to send my child there. You know, they'll never be laughed at. Curiosity will stick with them forever. Then they get into sort of the real world and everyone's laughing at them and they just shatter. <laughs> so, 
maybe setting them up in these these fake environments i mean i guess you're trying to say like uh, imagine society could change in a way that these environments are the norm but maybe it's okay teaching someone that it's okay that if someone laughs at you i mean it's not the end of the world and it doesn't mean you can't give another answer and be laughed at again because then they'll end up going oh great answer a great question i remember in university the amount of times i'd ask a question which sometimes i'd think is stupid you know my heart would start beating right as i was yeah. about to put my hand up boom 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 i was like oh this, you can still pull out you know yeah. <laughs> you've already made the decision in your head but you could just pull out you're about to ask a question yeah. in front of 150 well, I mean, 200 yeah people. they're all sitting there and you're like oh, was this already answered too i don't know is this a stupid question puts the hand up oh yes sir and you <laughs> wait why would i say yes sir <laughs> yes, turn yes. British. <laughs> yes you in the crowd <laughs> oh, me yes and then i i ask my question for example and everyone's like yeah good question i was thinking that too yeah i'm like oh okay so i wasn't the only one and that's usually i've have found when i was in university and other things if you have a question usually nearly everyone else in the room has that same question because it wasn't clear otherwise you wouldn't have that question so there would have yeah. been other confusion i mean you could have been daydreaming with the fairies and maybe <laughs> missed something important a lot of so. other people could have been daydreaming too <laughs> so. so yeah i mean there's there's that type of societal losing curiosity but what about on the other side like i've met some older people and usually i i have a high level of respect for people who who have aged or who have reached a, a higher age okay. you know what i mean like um you know past their 20s past their 30s past their 40s the more age i feel like it's a good wine like these people have seen it all they've seen friends die they've seen family die they've seen heart they've gone through hardships and good times and they they become more stoic in nature, sure. Not detachless from emotions, but they've they've seen it. It's it, maybe when things happen, it's not so shocking. Um, it's like, oh, this is part of the hardships of life. So they have this wisdom. I've met pe- older people like this, and I love speaking with with older people. It, it brings me quite a lot of joy to hear of this wisdom and experience. I guess that's just my curious nature to to hear that sort of wisdom. But I've also met older people who are angry at life or who have lost their curiosity and so i'm talking about curiosity from that when you reach an older age how do you become this bitter mean old man i remember i i I like to go for walks and when i go for walks i say hello to people i wave to people i just think it's generally nice and i think it's it creates community and you know it shows everyone I'm human, they're yeah, human. you wave, you have a smile, and you say, how you going, mate, or something. Yeah. yeah. I remember, like, some older people I wave to, they look straight through me. <laughs> and it's hard to miss me. I'm like, hello, and I'm waving my hand. <laughs> like, it's very hard. So, But not only that, like, talking to some older people that hate the government, hate the world, hate everything, and there's just, you talk to them and you see, like, maybe they've gone through the hardships and they didn't deal with it. Well, maybe that. Is that how maybe. the curiosity can die at the other side of the spectrum I feel like when you're older? This is just me assessing it right now. I haven't really yeah. thought about it a, a bunch, but it could also be I've noticed with older people that, and I'm, I'm not talking just 80s or 90s or something, like even 50s, 60s or something, they begin to assume everything they know is the ground truth. Mm. So, yeah, they've been through hardships and they've had lots of experiences and stuff, but they they start to think yep yeah, i've solidified my opinion on this there's no other thing and maybe maybe i'll change my opinion if there's something really good presented to me but 
for the most part, I'm going to knock away any other new information. You present some new information. Nah, nah, nah. This, <laughs> this is my view. Yeah. I'm not changing it. And it's like, it's almost a chore to learn something new. Or it's almost mm. embarrassing to say, I don't know that. And I'm 50 and 60 years old. And this 20-year-old's telling me something that mm. I don't know. I resent that. <laughs> I'm the superior here. So maybe that's the case too. So does that mean your curiosity decays with time? Is that inevitable? You eventually become old and set in your ways and no longer curious to new information and you think that 20-year-olds can't have a good idea or even see something through or change the world? Do I you think, think it can decay with time. So it can decay with I mean, time. It I mean, doesn't necessarily Maybe that old it. person had someone that was also their age do that to them. So then once they get to that age, they think, all right, I'm now in the, the superior position that someone did this to me. I can now do it to someone else in a younger age is that like primary school where you reach the top age or high school and you you reach <laughs> you like the, the, the highest chain. highest one so like in primary school in australia grade seven or year seven we say well, now it's uh, different it's year six now oh everyone's wow changed. everyone's yeah. changing okay but yeah anyway, it was grade topmost, seven when we were the... you are the owner of the school you yeah. are you're the oh, shit yeah. you have those <laughs> special shirts like yeah, you, the special ones. You're you're the you're the chosen ones. The chosen ones. And then you yeah. leave and you're nothing. Yeah. You're nothing. You go to high school. <laughs> you go into high school and you suck. You're at the bottom. You're you, trash you again. You get things thrown at you. <laughs> well, in my experience anyway. <laughs> the year twelve is a mean. No, so year, sometimes grade twelve, mean, year yeah. twelve, like the top most in high school, they can be quite mean to the younger people. If uh, you know, it depends on the school, the environment, yeah, etc. Yeah. But generally in my experience that's a thing so anyway oh, oh, do you mind holding this trash for me yeah. holds it and then they sprint off yeah that was a weird one that was a weird one <laughs> kids <laughs> kids can be so unfiltredly mean <laughs> just mean but usually they're doing it when they're in groups of kids yeah so i mean they're not usually by themselves doing it and if they are then they're just mean. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they're just doing it to impress friends. But nevertheless, you were talking, what, food chain changing in high school. You're relating that back to me saying superior position of curiosity. Yeah, I'm just saying that, that that can be, you know, seen in many different ways. So, so yeah, my, my general in, interest is this. So, well, I guess from talking this out a bit more, there's many ways that curiosity can die. I mean, it can die in an instant when you're young. It can decay over time if you're stuck in a job that you hate and maybe, you know, everything around you, you stop becoming curious, you stop wanting to learn new things. I mean, that's not a guarantee to say just because you're stuck in a dead-end job. People can stay in a dead-end job and see, I'm doing quotations, yeah, yeah. Mark. Was that clear <laughs> no by the drop see. in my voice? Anyway, <laughs> maybe me explaining it. Dead end job. See, that's I did quotes when I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Italics with quotes around. (laughs) But maybe they do a lot of other things in their life, and they just do that to to for the necessities for food. But generally in their life, they study a lot. Maybe they're they're part of Islamic uh, beliefs, and they they study their religion, and they're very curious about that. Or you know, they they love bikes, and they love taking bikes apart and and seeing how they work and cleaning them yeah, and buying like, and selling them. and Just because that job is something they do majority of the day, it doesn't stop them from doing other things in their day. Yeah. But I will say it does bring a common picture into my head. Maybe it's because of movies or I've experienced that a couple of times in my life. It's like you're going to a new job or a new environment. Maybe it's even school or something. I imagine an eighth grader coming into school now or now a seventh grader <laughs> into high school. And in Australia. And yeah. In Australia. And they're looking around, you know, hands on hips. I got my hands on my hips right now try and picture this and they're like 
smelling in the fresh air. Wow, this is interesting. I wonder what school's going to be like. You know, that's curious. It's yeah. new. And then the year 12s are like, look at this chump. Wondering what school's going to be like. I know all about it. And even though they didn't experience all that there was to school, they've now concluded what their experience was. Or someone in a job, they're like looking at someone new and they're like, oh, I'm so keen to learn. And the older person's like, I wonder how long that'll be until it dies <laughs> off. Yeah. And I've seen that many times. So I think you're right just because you're in a quotations dead end job end quotation <laughs> nice <laughs> that's a podcast level quotation yeah i was gonna thing. say Excellent. um that yeah you're right it doesn't bound you or bind you to mean that you have to lose your curiosity but i think it can be inevitable if you let it because if you start having no new inputs you're just going to start thinking all right well this is it that's all there is to know how yeah. can you be curious if you think that's all there is to know so a thought just came into my mind. How does one defend their curiosity? So I believe as a kid, maybe it's hard to have that high level thought, but how do you ensure that, you know, you're at the age of, you know, I guess self-awareness, you know, you can think more about the world, you understand more about the world and you understand, maybe you come to the realization curiosity is important. How does one defend their curiosity? Do they need to be aware of curiosity? Do they, do they need to know? Or is it just a natural occurrence that some people stay with their curiosity and some people don't? But if you do have your curiosity and you are aware of it, or maybe you don't have your curiosity and you want it, and then you like reinstate it, how do you make sure curiosity stays with you? How do you defend it? How do you keep it in your... If, if you think curiosity is a good thing, maybe you hate curiosity and you're happy being you. I'm not saying that this is the best way to live. I'm just yeah. saying if you want to keep your curiosity and you love that innate sense of knowing new things and knowing things about people and knowing the world more, how does one keep their curiosity? Well, I guess it's just to not stay in a particular area and then squeeze all the drops out of it and then go, I'm going to stay here because I'm scared to squeeze the drops out of anything else. I mean, if you want to stay there, great. If that's actually what you want. But if you're just scared to try something new, I mean, trying something new can be hard. It can be difficult. It seems easy at first. And then you hit a, a tough spot and go, all right, I'm going to go back to what I'm good at. I mean, I, I could even go do another sport. I did soccer for a lot of my life growing up. So the skills sort of in me, I know how to pass bull, shoot a bull. But if I go and play something like basketball, I mean, I know I could learn how to play it. But if I was hitting a real tough spot, my brain would be like, I miss soccer yeah. <laughs> because it's what I'm good at. So maybe not getting stuck into that, that, okay, if I really loved soccer, that's fine. There's so many new things to learn in soccer. You're not going to ever know everything. There's always new things to make up drills. Like if you're a coach, if you're just teaching all the same things as the other clubs, well, I mean, your club's never going to be better than anyone else. So there's new things to learn, but it's up to you if you want to find those new things in that area, in that crevice, if you want to explore more like a Minecraft crevice. Well, I'm referring to that, but also to the point where say a group of people laugh at you for having your curiosity. So you'd say all of that all of what you said like starting new things that's one type of curiosity having curiosity in new things but curiosity just in general life and making sure that say you're in an, an event that maybe you're at a party and then you're in a group situation and you were curious about someone you asked a question or whatever you did you did something out of curiosity and people laughed at you and then you're like oh maybe i shouldn't be so curious about that maybe i should be less curious in life 
how do you defend it from that perspective that from society they're frowning upon you you know you wave to the old man and he doesn't wave back and you're just being friendly you know how do you say you know i'm going to keep waving at people even though this one person just <laughs> snooped me he just he just literally just said nah like i'm not i'm not being friendly to this person for whatever reason how could you try and grow that how do you keep your curiosity well, well grow yeah i guess patience or like looking into yourself and saying that it's okay if people shoot down my curiosity it's mine i'm going to keep it i'm going to keep being friendly because i'm curious about people i'm going to still talk with people and show interest even though maybe someone laughed at me in a situation or got very defensive about one of my questions so i think curiosity also has boundaries too if you see someone if you're trying to ask someone random about their sex life yeah, maybe you know you're being curious right yeah. <laughs> naturally curious you're like you know how many times do you have sex a week or something or or have you tried this position well, i mean that whole <laughs> that whole bubble of gossip you could even say that's being curious about someone's life. Yeah. But then I guess it's also exploiting it as well. So, yeah, having curiosity, but, but also I, knowing knowing a limit, knowing knowing maybe there's other things to curiosity. There's, there's comfort between relationships and how comfortable you are with someone and to ask those sort of questions. And also, yeah, I guess there can be negative curiosity. Well, yeah, you were because, saying, oh, well curiosity might not be for someone out there but you're also insinuating how great curiosity can be but i think we must not forget something like gossip and that sort of side of curiosity definitely in my opinion anyway is not very positive i think it can lead to a lot of things like jealousy and malice and finding information about people just to then spread it to other people that's that's mean but it's curious so you're right. Knowing what types of curiosity maybe lead you to being a better person. Well, yeah, the, the the intention of the curiosity. What are you asking this out of like a naive kind of innocence, or well, you're asking it to get information to <laughs> leverage it on someone or embarrass someone. So, I guess curiosity from a perspective that you know it does maybe have boundaries imagine i ask you the question hey dom why do you suck so much i mean i'm curious i want to know why you suck so much <laughs> like you know why are you stuck in your dead-end job that you hate so much and 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 you're so miserable i'm just interested so maybe that you can imply a lot of things with your yeah, curious questions you can be pretty malice with your curiosity and <laughs> i guess the, the that famous sounds, that sounds like curiosity with assumptions too though like you've already made an assumption that they're unhappy in their dead-end job. So you're asking them, well, that's why right. are you in your dead-end job? So maybe it's curiosity without assumptions. Why do you work in the job you do? Yeah, okay. So you know yeah, having, I mean? having more, <laughs> less, less, yeah. Um, less of an agenda or something. Like, yeah, coming at them with less of a whole schedule or something. Like, yes, and they'll say that they hate their job here, which can lead me into mm. the next question. <laughs> that is a really good point right there because... Yeah, if you are actually truly asking out of curiosity and not having assumptions, maybe someone did tell you, I hate my job, and you're like, why do you hate your job? So then suddenly you 
it's not an assumption. Someone just told you. So someone's like, I'm stuck in a dead end job. Why are you stuck in a dead end job? Yeah, you're going but if off I just, the information they're giving you. If I just go in with assumptions, like you said, and say, like, say this person said nothing to me, but I've I heard what their job was. I'm like, why are you why are you in this dead end job? And they're like, dead end job. This is this is <laughs> <laughs> a job without limits, or maybe it is a dead end job, but they're they're happy with it, but they feel maybe personally attacked that you you're saying why are you asking this question? Because I think usually if someone asks you a question, you're kind of like. Why is this person asking me this question? It's yeah. it's that curiosity of the curiosity. Well, it's even like being a lawyer or something. You're always told, or this is mentioned, you know, it's hard to find some jobs, especially where we live, because there's such a scarce amount of people needing lawyers nowadays. Is, is that true? I don't I, know. That's that's what I, thought. I, I thought it was just that there was a lot of law students coming through, but not Yeah, that's what jobs. I mean. That's what I was trying to say. You just said that not many people need lawyers. I don't know if that's true. All right, I guess Although that's different. Maybe it's more than ever. <laughs> not a not a greater amount of jobs are available. To yeah, the stu- there's less the, jobs the than of the amount of people. Of there's, there's too many lawyers people. Yeah. or students coming through. Um, so then you can get the common question from usually a parent or something, going, "Oh, so dear, how how are you going to get a job? Because they've already assumed you can't get a job." Because yeah. that's their information they're yeah, going on. Yeah. And it, it's just a loaded question because they're expecting that answer and maybe they want to be surprised. I mean, I guess it's not bad, but they're already prepared for what they believe is the answer. Well, yeah, there's implied. It, remember when we are just saying, you can explicitly say, um, why do you suck as a person? You're, you're assuming that they <laughs> suck as a person. So I guess if you're asking something more indirectly, like how are you going to find a job? You're implying that they can't find a job. So, yeah, it, it, I think people can clearly see from your questions, the real question or, or some of the assumptions that persons assume. So, having a curiosity that's armed less with assumptions well, can be, that can sounds be a positive. much easier on paper, though. You know, as yeah, we're saying, it sounds great. It's even, as I've said an, another time, I don't know if we ever said it in a podcast episode, but the whole letting go of expectations. I mean... And not lowering, but just having no expectations, so you can be happy with any outcome, and or you can be okay with any outcome. But nevertheless, it's it sounds easier on paper, but it's hard because we're humans with emotions that feel things <laughs> that we're not in control of all the time. I mean, we're in control of the reaction. I would say, you know, we feel some sort of primitive emotion, and we can choose how to deal with it. But, you know, you always have those feelings and maybe if you're being curious about someone with all the inputs you've had in your head and with this person and their position in life, it's so easy to make that assumption. So, I guess the ideal thing would be losing that assumption, right? That'd be great. You know, great on paper. It'd be great to do. But maybe it's also making your assumption clear to the person. I mean, I I hate implications when someone's trying to say something without saying it. What if it's like, you know, I, this this is just my understanding of it, but I believe there's not that many jobs available to lawyers nowadays. Uh, what are you doing about that? Are you going to be able to get a job? What is is that even a thing if you're talking to the person? You know what I mean? You just put it all out there. That's what you know, but you're stating you don't know if it's 100%. Maybe that's the solution instead of just trying to let go of assumptions and still being curious. Hey, this is what I know. This is what I think. Please tell me an answer. Well, what I'm hearing is that curiosity 
can be such a good thing, but it can also uh, have a negative spin. It can also be delivered harshly. It can be given with really mean assumptions. <laughs> and curiosity can be seen as such a good thing, but also it can be seen as a bad thing. I mean, someone can have curiosity on how they can destroy and blow up the entire world. <laughs> That's curious. Yeah. No, honestly, I'm, just, I'm saying like some people have some very bad curiosities <laughs> so i think when someone has a curiosity that they how can i say answer it and i don't know reflect on it there's there's more to the curiosity and what you do with the information once you've received what you're looking for like the the, the answer to your question once you've quenched the curiosity what you do with it so mm whether you're curious about uh, a religion or curious if a religion is something you believe in. Because I know a lot of people were born into a religion like myself. And uh, I was curious on why I was selected and why am I believing in this religion. And now I'm an agnostic person. I don't have a religion. I don't, I'm not tied to anything. So... And you're not hating against people that do? No, it's just, it's not my thing. It's, it's, uh... People believe in it. People don't believe in it. Some people are really against it. I'm not. I'm not really against yeah. it. Uh, the only thing is, maybe if some people um, stop, it stops them from doing something particular, like a certain religion that dictates a woman can't do a certain job, or or some pe- people can't have intergender relations like homosexuals well, yeah, like, lesbians there's not like the same rights or maybe that's a bit shit like those kind of rules but you know someone's religion is someone's religion so i i don't get into religious battles i don't get into yeah, religious yeah. wars i'm agnostic so i just think maybe if those sort of things happen so yeah jumping back just saying about curiosity in general it, it can be a good thing but it can also be a bad thing if uh you don't use it well but are you meant to become more refined in your curiosity is my next question over time you know when you're born you have like a excuse me naive <laughs> sorry, a lot I, did, of I did not you. hold that one back that was that was a burp for anyone that heard that <laughs> it just came up i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry this for your ears, ears yeah, yeah. <laughs> whispering that right into the ear. well the viewer burps all the time but that i don't know that i mean now <laughs> my like burps you could are be naked for all of they could be naked too listening <laughs> yeah. to this is someone out there naked <laughs> listening to this it's okay if and, you are why why you know yeah, i mean it's okay curious. i'm curious as to why um no so you're born with naive innocent curiosity should it become more refined over time where you know you ensure that you try to release assumptions and and ask your curiosity in a more tactful and nice and and friendly manner rather than an attack of mean <laughs> way should, should it become well, more refined or should you keep usually, your your innocent curiosity yeah, your, I guess your naive usually they say kids are like raw they say things that offend you sometimes. Oh, why does your hair look like that or something? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wait, whoa, what are you saying about my hair? Because <laughs> um, if some adult said that, it would be like, back off, buddy. Like, what, 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 what the, the fuck said to you? <laughs> but kids asking it, you know, they have no malice intent, really. They're just curious, but you, you feel standoffish. So 
I don't know about refining because I mean even that kid at that stage they're really just curious why is your hair so different why is it some sort of blue color no one's born naturally with blue hair that I know anyway the kid would be thinking I'm the kid so you know no one else can tell me that the kid's not thinking that I'm the kid now and um and so do you need to refine your curiosity I don't know about that do you need to be aware that some people can take your curiosity in the wrong way Maybe. Well, let me say this. I think curiosity is refined no matter what you do. If you grow up in a society, like there is some sort of things that you do not show curiosity for. You know, some things that maybe it's not right to ask and can also be claims like sexual harassment in workplaces. Like you can get really in trouble for your curiosity. Well, you know, know maybe some if people- someone at a workplace... You know, maybe they were they never answered this as a kid, and they go up to someone and say, "How do people make babies?" You know, you can see you can really claim a sexual harassment claim. Why are you talking <laughs> sex in the office? You know, I'm, I'm, that's a pretty yeah, like yeah. trivial example. But what I'm trying to say is, your curiosity can get you in trouble too. How do cock rings work? <laughs> oh my god! Wow, yeah, and yeah, it's curious, but you don't ask those sort of questions in the workplace, and it can be uncomfortable and. And not a question to ask. So, yeah, I think no matter what, there is some refining in your curiosity unless you're born in an island, uh, on on an island with no other people. And, <laughs> you know, you can ask all the curiosity you want or maybe just like one or two people. But as soon as you have a society, a community, there's different religions, there's different races, there's different people, there's different cultures, there's different everything. So, maybe curiosity in one culture is frowned upon in in another culture well even different families not even entirely different cultures people that live here where we do and even could be family members like let's say cousins and stuff in their families they wouldn't necessarily be able to let's say talk sexually with their parents now i don't mean talking about yeah i just did missionary last night mom (laughs) but i mean you'd be able to have a joke about some sort of sexual thing and it's it's funny it's all uh, top level, nothing too yeah, explicit. Nothing like very but, detailed. But yeah. some other people I know, they wouldn't dare to even make a joke about it. It's extremely taboo to talk about... Taboo. ...anything sexual. And and you could be curious just making a joke or even asking a, a question that's very top level, not explicit still, and but no one will. Because even in their own family, it's like a little society. Yes, of course. So, you're, you know... In Australia, we generally share a set of uh, principles or a way of lifestyle, but then that changes from state to state. Maybe South Australia differs. No, not from maybe. Family there's to there's family, different. From yeah, from family, state, from state to state, from from, from to suburb country. to suburb, Ugh. from school to school. Oh, how, how, wow. More, how much so more can we go? what I'm trying to say is, yeah, I guess curiosity can change depending upon your environment and your environment. You're part of many different environments in your environment. So you're part of your family environment. And then as you go one level up, your community environment in your in your local council. Would, <laughs> you know, in would your you local think suburb. it makes you less curious if you don't go test the other environments? You know, maybe just staying in your own environment, does that make you less curious by nature? So as in if you're born into an environment that kills your curiosity in certain ways... You oh. should be going to another environment to check if you, if that curiosity is a good thing. I to guess have. not what even you kills your curiosity. I mean, like, let's say you're born in Melbourne 
and you're born in a, a particular suburb in Melbourne. Yeah. I don't know suburbs in Melbourne. But do you know one? Uh, Camberwell. Camberwell, very, very rich, you know? <laughs> rich area. Anyone in Camberwell out there? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um, Camberwell, you're born in Melbourne, Camberwell in a particular family, and you, you just never leave. You know, you yeah, okay. you just stay in that environment, or you have a couple friends from Camberwell. All right, they're my only friends. Um, we're never, we're all never gonna leave. And I mean, maybe your curiosity is fine. Maybe in some ways it thrives. Maybe in some ways it dies. But I'm saying, given there's so many other families out there, little societies I'd call them, and then there's so many other suburbs out there, and so many other states and countries. Does that make you less curious by nature by not wanting to? go see any of them or experience any of these other curious societies like all the other answers i mean it can from your description yeah it can and i guess it's up to an individual or i don't know what it takes but someone to step outside their environment and see that there are other environments and there are different levels of curiosity that are allowed and not allowed <laughs> and so yeah, this is much deeper than I ever thought of curiosity <laughs> from our conversation because it was more my curiosity of why curiosity can die in someone. And I guess now I've kind of come to the realization, yeah, curiosity changes from environment to environment. And I guess you don't have to change other people. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to go up to that old man that didn't wave back to me or have any curiosity to show me curiosity yeah, or, yeah. or to go up to... Uh, that family member that I mentioned earlier, that that new new person that came into the family, and say, you know, you need to show more curiosity here. Yeah, yeah. I don't Ask need to go give a lecture. Questions. It's like all I would do is that's what I was talking about, defending my curiosity. My curiosity is my curiosity, and whether I need to get out my house more and 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 go to different environments to learn about different types of curiosity, I'm going to keep my curiosity and and open it and close it as much as I want because I'm in control of my own life. So well, you can only lead by example. Well, that's right. And maybe they they were never shown a way to do that with someone. And let's say you keep talking to this person and you have some patience with it. Every time you see them, you ask them some questions, not even the same questions like how's work. Yeah. <laughs> like, but maybe just some genuinely curious questions. Maybe they're like, wow, this guy really takes an interest in me. Maybe I want to know something about him. Yeah, that's right. Um, maybe it takes a few times. So that's why I mentioned patience because leading by example, I mean, you're doing it for yourself. Number one, but if you're wanting to see a, a change or a reflection of some of the things you do, maybe in someone else, it could take time. Nothing's immediate unless you whip them and force them to do things. And that's <laughs> yeah. not how it should be unless you're a king of some land <laughs> or a dictator. And that's not a good way to live life, I don't think, personally. Yeah, Forcing so people to do things never makes them want to do things. I think no matter what... Uh... <laughs> You either conform to your society or you're extremely different and you can even end up in jail. And, you know, there is some actually good conformities. Like, you know, we all agree. Uh, and it's a law like in Australia. Like no Don't murder, murder. No, yeah. no rape, no none of these very malicious acts because we all agree it's bad things. So even if someone's curious about how to murder someone, maybe... Uh, they need to lose that curiosity immediately <laughs> because <laughs> well, bad things will happen for them because or or, or like there's significant consequences because you can go to jail the rest of your life and we all agree it's it's a nasty thing to take someone's life sure um so i don't know <laughs> some some people become curious in very malicious ways so i think you know keeping that childlike and and 
a nice curiosity and having it refined over time. And also, I mean, if you don't like where you are in a certain culture or a certain place and then you have the option to leave, you can, you know, and, and maybe you don't like the culture of Italy and you go, come to Australia, you don't like the culture of Australia and you go to, to somewhere in Asia. I don't know, whatever sure. it is. So, I mean, if you're not happy with your the curiosity allowed in your society i know some places it is hard to leave so but i mean i guess conforming the best you can to your society and and trying to campaign to make a change if you want so these are deeper topics so (laughs) i'm not going to go into them but all i'm saying is yeah the uh, the main question you're asking was how does someone's curiosity die yeah well it sounds like it could die at a young age it could die by refining it and people laughing at you throughout the ages like you said refining but maybe it's forcefully refined for yourself yeah. too but there's there's also just maybe different types of curiosity yeah. and and i think a refining process is a good thing too so you don't necessarily have to lose your curiosity if you refine it over time maybe it's like gaining a positive curiosity whatever that may be just maybe it's not things like negative gossip uh things at the expense of other one uh, someone else like laughing at them or being mean maybe more positive curious things is what you want to try and grow throughout the years in your life or something i mean that this is what's making sense to me i'm, I'm no psychologist and even if i was a psychologist it's not to say i'm right in what i'm saying yeah that's right but this is what's making sense to me right now and i mean negative curiosity sounds like a thing that can breed as easily as positive curiosity yeah and it's up to your own self and just neutral curiosity or, or neutral, neutral curiosity yeah it's just the negative side which can be at the expense of other people which it can be unfortunate i think so, I mean, I think that's a wrap on curiosity. I think, oh, well. uh, you know, we've wrapped it up. We've eaten it. We, you know, now we're full, <laughs> you know, wiping our ma- mouths with a serviette. Hold on. Napkin for the oh, Americans. Wow. God, they really <laughs> slayed me when I was in America for saying serviette. Yeah, they didn't like me saying that. They looked at me like, what is that word? A paper towel? Napkin, yeah. Scott towel? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I had a good conversation, conversation on curiosity. Yeah, yeah I hope cool. uh, others out there enjoyed the conversation i got a lot out of it so me too all right yeah peace we say peace peace is the exit peace yeah peace out